Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. As always, I'm your fearless host, Steve Cypress, but not as always, I am not joined this week by my fearless co-host, Everett Farnell, and I'll tell you why. Everett has implemented a new marketing plan with a new project based on marketing concepts that we have laid out for you right here over the past few weeks and months on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, actually. And immediately, the results were phenomenal. The phone ringing off the hook, the orders flying in. Now he's got to deal, he's still doing a lot more marketing, and he's got to deal with all the orders coming in, and now he's got to deal with the deliverable, and uh, he is just absolutely overwhelmed. And he really told me, like, Steve, I can't even record an episode this week. I am swollen. And so that is a great problem to have, and I wish it on all of you, dear listeners, if you will just take action on the strategies we're laying out for you here week after week on this podcast. I hope that you, too, will be swamped and overwhelmed with all the new business pouring in from the strategies that you implement. That given said, we might have a little shorter episode this week, but I promise I will do my best to deliver a typical, excellent, fantastic, huge episode full of great content and great strategies to help you grow your business and transform your income, your lifestyle, have less stress, more money in your life, and have as much success as you see Donald Trump stomping all over all of his competition all along the campaign trail. So we promised this week that we were going to talk about how Donald Trump creates affinity. Uh, I know that's a fancy word for creating a bond or creating rapport with people that are come from a completely different place or in a different, completely different stratosphere from himself, and how you can do that too. So this, I'm going to simplify and say there's just two ways to do it. I'm going to talk about. There's relating up and relating down. Now, to me, all people are people. There's nobody's better than anyone else. So when I say up, I just mean up in terms of higher income, higher standing in the community. Uh, that kind of thing, or relating down, is what you see Trump doing. Trump is a billionaire. I mean, whoever you listen to, he's worth $1 billion, $3 billion, $10 billion, $5 billion, whatever, he's billionaire, even though he, oh, 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 all the naysayers, well, you know, they, his father gave him money, so, you know, anyone can do that. Really, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have inherited millions of dollars, lottery winners that have won tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, and I haven't heard about a lot of those being in the Fortune 400 and parlaying that money around over even $1 million. To parlay that into a billion, a billion is a thousand million. And reportedly, that's what Trump got. He got a million dollars uh, when he graduated college for his 21st birthday, whatever. Well, he, he turned it into billions, okay? So he's got some kind of success in the business world, no matter what all the Trump haters want to say. And that's why he's the subject of our lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. So he is relating downward. He's a billionaire who's relating to the middle class and the lower class and the, the average everyday worker. Well, how does Donald Trump do that if you want to do that? So if you are wealthy or have a high standing, you're a doctor, you're a surgeon, you're an attorney, you're an accountant, you, know, you have a high standing in the community and your constituency, your target market, your who, your, the, the, the people you serve or the prospects you want are 
of low income or middle income, blue collar, you know, and you'd say, you st I have it over the years plenty of times, Steve, I, I don't relate to these people, you know, I, I went to a, a great college and I was born into a, an upper middle class family and I've, we've always done well and I've always driven nice cars and lived in nice places and I just can't relate to these people. Well, it, you just are not willing to do the work, the homework it takes to relate to them, you mean. So let's see some of the ways that Donald Trump does. I mean, you you might have seen the photo of Donald Trump dressed in his, you know, five or $10,000 perfect tailored suit sitting on his multi, who knows how many million dollars, you know, this is not some typical private jet. This is like a 747, 57, whatever the heck it is. I mean, it, 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 if by some crazy <laughs> miracle it, it continues and he actually wins the presidency, it'd be a downgrade to ride on Air Force One. I mean, he's got a, a crazy private jet, and yet he's sitting there eating a $5 McDonald's meal. And the word is that he actually enjoys eating Wendy's, McDonald's. I mean, this is a billionaire, couldn't? And I'm sure he has his fair share of the finest steaks in the world. Uh, you know, not Trump steaks, of course, but the, the finest steaks in the world and, you know, the finest caviar or lobster or whatever the heck he wants to eat, but he actually likes eating McDonald's. Well, clearly when he takes that food and puts it out on social media and it's on the news, that's relating to your average everyday person. Americans, average Americans, they like McDonald's. Hey, Trump's dressed like us. His speech patterns, we've discussed that on an earlier episode here in the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. His speech patterns, his vocabulary, is not what you would think a billionaire would say. I, I'm not a billionaire myself, I don't hang out with them a lot, but I'm picturing that, uh, you know, billionaires speak in a different way. In fact, I know they do, even, you know, multi-million, they speak in a different way. Um, the, you know, the anger and the gripes that he has, the issues that he talks about are not the issues you would think that a a billionaire is concerned with from day to day. There are issues that the, the middle class, the lower class, are concerned with day to day. Uh, you know, uh, we want more manufacturing jobs. Uh, we're going to build a wall. Uh, you know, the, you know. The, I don't know. I'm just picturing that a billionaire. With the problems he might talk about. The gripes are uh, the, the gray poupon is not chilled to the proper temperature. Jeez, uh, Mr. Butler, please bring some more lobster thermidor. And this time, put it on the left side of the plate where it belongs, next to the cocktail napkin. Or you know, come on now, you never hear Trump with that nonsense. But but that's how you would relate to that crowd. So so Trump is is, is the common man, the the average worker, the middle class person, saying, hey, he's one of us. Come on, I'm watching this on TV. I'm like, this guy isn't this guy? Didn't he just five seconds ago? You know, come down the runway and taxi in on his ridiculous multi-million dollar private plane and, and come down on his, on his $10,000 tailored suit and walk up and, oh, he's one of us. Brilliant. Okay, now here's how to do it in the other direction. Again, I'll, I'll just call this up. How to, if you didn't even, I mean, I've counseled dozens, hundreds of contractors over the years that I, I counsel, you know, why go after the two, $300,000 homes? Uh, they tell me, oh, I market to this area. I do jobs in this area. I'm like, really? Five miles away is like two and three and four and five million dollar homes. Why don't you want to get those jobs? I mean, you're doing a two thousand dollar bathroom remodel instead of an eighty thousand dollar basement remodel. You know, you're doing a thousand dollar landscaping job instead of a sixty thousand landscaping job. I mean, come on now, we're going to get one client. Might as well be that one over there instead of this one over here. And they say, oh, you know, I can't relate to them. I didn't even graduate high school. I'm not even from America. That's why I do the manual labor. I'm like, yeah, but I've seen your portfolio. You do amazing work. See, there's a level, there's a, there's a spot of, of affinity right there. They're calling a landscaper or a roofer or a contractor for a reason, right? They're going to respect that you have the same quality of your work as they have in their work. 
ridiculously inherited the house or won the lottery or something. You can assume that they've got a $5 million house. They have excellence in their profession. Well, you have excellence in your profession. I hope that all listeners to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast and all my clients and everyone I, I counsel, I always hope that they have an excellent product or service. I mean, the marketing tips and strategies that we give here are going to work for anybody, but they're going to work fantastically well if you can back it up with an excellent product or service. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, not get repeat business and referrals and, you know, might as well not really even go for all the, you know, transformation and doing the new fangled stuff that we're teaching you to do. Just just stick around and, and do your shoddy work and, and hang out and, you know, barely you know, have your business, and I'm happy for you. But if you have, uh, I'm not really that happy for you, but if you have an excellent product or service, man, I love to help those people because all that's missing is the excellence in the marketing. So how do you present yourself? What's your website look like? What's your brochure, your business card? You know, oh, then then they'll tell me, oh, but, you know, I got an old truck. Well, you can wash it. You can keep your tools neat in it. You can have it clean. You can buy a new pair of work shoes. That's not that much. And, that, and keep them shined up. Keep them looking as nice as you can. You can get, even if you can only afford it, one uniform. Yeah, so you're going to have to wash it and press it every night. But it's going to be pressed. It's going to have your logo on it. It's going to look nice. They don't know you don't have 20 of them, that you have to wash it every night. I've been there. I've done that. I remember when I started out, and I, I was doing selling, and I had one suit. And I had one shirt. And one time, and I washed that shirt every night. I, I wore it the same time. I mean, everyone in the office knew. They were like, there he is. That's the way. But the prospects I went out to see, they were different every day. They didn't know. So even if you have just one uniform, have it. And don't you know, smell like smoke when you walk into the house. And don't be cursing. It's talking in, in, in you see Trump talking on the campaign. Trump, and that's how you talk to the lower class, the middle class. You want to be more measured more calm. You want to say, yes, sir, no, sir. And here's a, here's a good way to do research, okay? Go to the library. Go to the bookstore. Get the magazines that the, that the rich people will read. The Rob Report, the Forbes magazine. You know, I look at the ads. You know, I wouldn't even understand a word in, in some of these, you know, medical journals or whatever. But I can see the, I can see the artwork in the ads and the type of watches and cars and, and, and vacation resorts. And, and then go visit it might not be in your town, but nearby there might be a, a high-end car dealer, a Mercedes, a Rolls-Royce, a Lamborghini, a Porsche, or something. Uh, there might be a, a, a high-end boat dealer. There might be, a, if, you're, if you're selling to women, you know, the women making the buying decision in the home will go into the high-end spa. You don't have to get the treatments and all, but just walk in and see how the woman behind the counter is greeting the women as they come in because that's how they're used to being greeted. Go to the high-end restaurant. Again, you don't have to eat there. Go over to the bar. Hang out at the bar. And, and again, in, in the industry, it's no, these are known as the, the opposite, are known as the Budweiser bars. You know, this is not going to be like a Budweiser bar. This is a high-end bar where they serve the $15 martinis. You'll hear, you'll see that the, 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 the bartender and the waiters are dressed fancy, that they speak in, in respectful and fancy tones. I mean, they might be just like you. Didn't even graduate English, don't have a college degree, but they learn how to relate to that audience. They put on the, the uniform, the tuxedo, the nice suit or whatever, and they, they speak, yes, sir, they're very calm, and they're the opposite of Trump being a blowhard out there because he's talking to the lower class. So that's how you do it, folks. Get that affinity, that rapport, that common ground with who you're speaking to. Yeah, it can take some homework if you've never been running in those circles. Go to the high-end retail stores. Go into Needless Markup. That's what I call Needless Markup. Go in there. And, and again, the, the salespeople are going to be better dressed than the people at the dollar store. I'm just going to guess that. And, in fact, I know that because I've gone in there to, 
to do the research. They're going to speak to people differently. They're going to be more calm and more measured and more respectful. Even the ridiculous customers are being a jerk. They're going to say, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. You might not hear that in the Walmart. You might not hear that in the dollar store. So, you know, go to the places they go to. Go test drive the top-of-the-line BMW. Go ahead. Go, go get, a, get a, you know, go to the boat dealership and have them give you the brochures and check out all the boats. And then make sure that you are packaged similarly to all those things. That you have a beautiful website, brochure, your social media, and all, you know, the best you can with your dress and your truck and your, your tools and how you act, your, your pricing sheets. Your, you know, you don't just tear off a, a, a generic pricing sheet that you got in the office store. You know, you got a, a hundred blank generic estimate sheets and you tear one off and you have nice ones printed up with your logo on it with color, you know, it costs a little more, but then you're packaging yourself the way they're used to and you're, you're putting forth, hey, I'm just like you. I'm really, really successful in my industry. You know, have a really nice portfolio book made up of all the great jobs that you've done and have that confidence that you're on an equal footing with them. When it comes to the profession, you're at the top of your, they are a profession, just like they're at the top of theirs. So you are on an equal footing, and now you can approach and relate and have rapport and build that affinity with someone who absolutely comes from a different background than you thinking up till now. So you listen to this episode, you thought you couldn't relate to them. So do some homework, read the magazines they make, go into the jewelry store, and look at the most expensive, the 10 carat, you know, $80,000 diamond ring or whatever. You know, see how the salesman sells it to you in a pattern. He's dressed and how he speaks and he's dressed. And if you do this enough, it'll start to become more natural and natural and natural until you see, like, Donald Trump on the convention, on the campaign trail. It's just natural for him as a billionaire to speak like he's, a, you know, making 40 grand a year. I mean, he's just a middle-class guy, uh, you know. But wait a minute, isn't he going home to, like, a, the Trump Tower penthouse, gold-plated toilets? Or, you know, speaking of toilets, if you're a plumber, like, and you want to market to the affluent and bring some of those $5 million homes to his clients, well, you want to know everything about the top of the line, the heated toilet seat, you press a button, it goes up and down, whatever the heck, know everything about that. You might even get some art books and know about some art and some... Some, some, or some, uh, what do they call it, uh, sculptures, you know, so when you walk through the home, you can remark, wow, I love how your end table really goes with that Renoir over there, or, you know, how that accents to whatever, you know, speak their language a little bit, so go to the art galleries, go to the art, go to the high-end furniture stores, and see how they're selling it see the language they're using and see the actual materials they're using and you can start to speak their language, that will gain you the rapport and the affinity and you can have the raving fans of the people that are not from the same background or, or just like you. You know, this isn't the lessons learned from Bill Clinton podcast, but you saw him do the same thing uh, 20 years ago. I mean, this was a guy who was the governor of a state. He went to Harvard. He went to Yale Law School. He reportedly could do the New York Times crossword puzzle in like 10 minutes with a pen. I mean, he just whipped right through it. He's a brilliant man. Uh, and, and yet he would, you know, go to McDonald's. And speaking that southern drawl, you know, I hear you, I feel your pain, I'm just like you. You know, his wife is a, you know, opposite to trying to guess her. She's a complete disaster. I don't think anybody likes her. Upper class, lower, nobody likes her. I think they, all the, you know, the donors that give her tons of money or the people with food and all the foreign dignitaries that line her slush fund with, with millions of dollars and get favors. I mean, they just know where their bread is buttered. I don't think anyone likes her. 
So this is never going to be a lesson learned from Hillary Clinton podcast. But you know, and it isn't even the Bill Clinton one. But you, you saw Bill Clinton do it. But let's get back to the point. Nowadays, every day you see Donald Trump do this. Watch it for what it is, and then go model that and 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 get into the mindset of your constituency, whether they're lower class, middle class, upper class. It's all about them. Get over it already. It doesn't matter where you come from and how you feel and what your background is. It's all about them. Approach them the way they're used to being approached, and you will start to see how easy it is to... By the way, it's also easier to bring on those clients because there's less competition. There's many, many, many more blue-collar workers in the country who will not approach those two, three, four, five, ten million dollar homeowners. You're, there's less competition for those. Because of what I just said, people are afraid, they can't do it, they don't think, they don't feel right, they have a lack of confidence. Well, hopefully I've given you some confidence here. So that's going to draw this week's episode to a close. Again, this is just Steve Cypress this week without my trusty sidekick co-host and better half Everett Farnell, who is swamped with work and orders coming in and having to deliver now because he put a couple of the concepts we've been talking about, because we talked about after the episode, he said, you know, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, whatever, and I'm going to go for it. And sure enough, brought the house down with crazy results right away. So I wish that for you, too. Don't just listen here, and, and hopefully you listen, you have fun, and it's entertaining and informative, but take some action and put these strategies and concepts into place. You don't have to do every single one we talk about every week. But do one or two here and there and watch how things start to change for you. Watch how much easier you get more business and better clients and better customers, better patients. And you can really transform your life this way. So we're going to keep bringing you the good stuff here on Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. And as always, if you want more help, contact Everett or contact me. Maybe not right now, contact Everett. He's swamped. But, you know, you can go to the website, Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast.com. And you'll see mine and Everett's contact information. I'll get on the phone with you and I'll give you some help. Or just keep tuning in because over time you'll continue to get great help from us. Speaking of which, our next episode next week, we're going to talk about having a magnetic attitude. The one, the, the number one aspect of, a, of an attitude that magnetically draws people to you. you I'm going to discuss, we're going to hopefully, uh, Everett's back, and we'll discuss how Donald Trump does this and how you can do it too. How you can have a magnetic attitude and draw people to you, the people you want to draw to you. So that's the next episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I think the best, excellent, terrific, fantastic episode to close. I mean, we are just making podcasting great again. Uh, it's terrific. I mean, we have no choice. And so uh, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening, as always. We'll be back here again next week. We'll talk to you then on the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.